0: An investigation looking into whether there was uh, anything irregular in the final fellowship of the College of Surgeons, that's the FCS exam, uh, is to be launched. Now, this comes after only 15 of 46 candidates from eight universities who sat for the FCS exams actually passed. Now, candidates from Wits University, the University of Cape Town, University of Pretoria, Walter Sisuli University, and the University of the Free State, who sat sat for the fellowship of College of Surgeons exam. Um, they received their results a week ago and all of them had failed. So for more of this so- story, we are joined on the line now by the president of uh, Colleges of Medicine of South Africa, that CMSA, uh, Dr. Flavia Sekungube. Thanks so much for your time this afternoon. Thank you very much, Sakina. Good afternoon and good afternoon to your listeners. Uh, Dr. senkugube if you could please just uh, for the benefit of our listeners, because I must uh, just uh, indicate it took me quite a while to understand uh, who's who in all of this. So there are 28 colleges of medicine in South Africa. And as CMSA, who are you and what role do you play?
1: So we have um, the Colleges of Medicine of South Africa is the apex body of um, specialists Exit examination in the country. So within that CMSA, which is the mother body, we have 28 uh, colleges that constitute the CMSA. So I am the president of all the, you know, constituent, the the mother body. And each one of the, um, uh, you know, our constituent, Colleges have got have got a, a president, so it's much. The way to think about it is almost like um, if you look at, for instance, the national exit exam that is administered by uh, a particular body. So we are the body that um, administers that, but each and every single one of the registrars, or we call them um, registrars, so it will be so the training students who are going to become specialists, they are trained at one of the medical schools, so we get them at the end um, in order for them to write the, the, uh, the exam, which is called the Colleges of Medicine exam, in each and every single different discipline. So, for instance, if you want to be a pediatrician or an orthopedic surgeon, you have to write the single exit exam.
0: So the fellowship of uh, the College of Surgeons, uh, this particular exam, um, what does it set out to do? So in in the
1: colleges of each and every single one of the colleges sets an exam. And the idea of that exam is in order to ensure that once you've written that exam, then you are called a specialist uh, doctor. And the specialist doctor is a kind of the apex doctor, and and the highest honour that a doctor can get. So I always say that it's the last tier of medicine. So for instance, in terms, the public can look at it in terms of if, for instance, you've got let's say a tumour or something like that, you would go to your GP, they would diagnose it, and then refer it to to the particular to the specialist. And so a specialist really deals with quite complex issues, and that's why you see that our exam is, 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 is of international standards and it is um, a, an exam that, in, and, and the idea of the exam is to ensure that when we endorse and say, indeed, you have passed this particular exam, you are a safe specialist. Um, in order to 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 serve our our, our public, so whether it's Gogo Mashangu Deduma in Gagadu village, they get the same quality care, um, and and we ensure it by having this common exit uh, exam. So the College of Surgery exam is in two parts, and um, in all the interviews I've had, I've said our exam is actually not finished. And so the final exam, you have the part one, which is the written examination. And in order for you to go to the second part of the exam, you have to get a sub-minimum. And this sub-minimum is 45%. So the candidates who haven't passed this exam did not achieve 45% in order for them to go into the next part, which we loosely call a clinical or an oral. It's another rigorous exam which is going to um, be conducted now in October. So once you've finished that and you've passed, these components, then only do you become uh, a surgeon. And so you're absolutely right, Sakina, except that the statistics are actually wrong. Yes, we have a 44% pass rate, but it's actually 24 out of 54 candidates. And um, in fact, uh, universities like Vits did not get a hundred percent failure rate. For instance, we had ca- eight candidates who entered from Vits, and five of them um, um, did not make it. And uh, if you do a characteristic of those five, they are people who did write the exam before, and so they are second time people who are writing. For instance, um, universities like UCT that had seven out of seven candidates who who who, who didn't um, pass this first part. Most of those candidates are what we call supernumerary or non-funded uh, candidates, and these candidates, most of them, are from um, assisted countries, whether it's Libya or Somalia or congo you know a number of african countries and so one of the things that we are looking at is that and since many of the people who failed the exam actually fall into this category of super we're saying to ourselves is there something do we need a bridging course as you would understand that it's a south african exam with South African cases, and so if you come from a, uh, a from a different country, you wouldn't have been trained in our health system. And Maybe um, you know we kind of need to have a look at uh, a bridging course in that in order to acclimatise our supernumerary uh, candidates to to our you know to mm. our mm.
0: D- Does that mean then that most of the candidates who failed um, are not South African um, in terms of, of being trained here?
1: in terms of their undergraduate training so um we, we have a hundred percent pass pass you know for instance you know the seminar those will be what we call non-funded and i think that's one of the issues that came out so most of the residents or students or registrars will have funded and non-funded posts every single one who's a south african would be funded but there are some south africans who are self-funding Um, but most of the people, because one of the, the things that we do at the college is also to assist um, you know, kind of the African diaspora to also have specialists. So we do. Uh, so our training institutions they also have the same philosophy. They would take in and then call the, uh, call these colleagues supernumeraries uh, uh, trained at the training, but they would also write the exit exam and then have a, uh, some of them have got like, for instance, a government to government contract and go back. So, for instance, you get a candidate who is from uh, Kigali, for instance. From Rwanda, they would then write her exam, but then go back to serve, um, you know, the, the Rwandese population as whatever it is, an ENT surgeon or a surgeon or a pediatrician.
0: So there seems to be an outcry over the latest uh, a load of results. And um, as you said, uh, you know, looking at that 44% pass rate, is this um, abnormally low from what you would normally average? Um,
1: for the College of Surgery, yes, it, it, it is. And and one of the things, so as the Colleges of Medicine, we have been going on what we called listening tours that the South African Registrar Association um, has also been a part of. And what is coming out quite clearly, Sakina, is that um, there are a number of factors, but broadly speaking, we can categorize them into three groups. One is the candidate factors. The, the issues around the low power, so some of the things that we are hearing from candidates is like what we do each and every single day does not prepare us for this exit exam. And so uh, what is going on? Some of the things that have come up is the issues around disease burden. You'd have seen or um, uh, perhaps picked up uh, that this week uh, that uh, did write a, a, a very good paper that says that resident doctors or registrars, in our, in our terminology, have got the highest burnout rate compared to any other resident doctor in the world. That's concerning. Because you you're working with doctors who are in 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 a health system that has got a quadruple burden of disease. And so in essence, even the teacher, the professor, is also um, you know assisting in terms of uh, kind of service delivery, and um, some of the uh, residents are saying they don't get enough teaching time. The other one is, of course, the issues around the college. So for instance, this particular exam is set by what we call an examination board which includes all eight training medical uh, uh, universities. And so what happened is that after the setting of the exam, it's been moderated, and the exam paper was actually deemed fair by each and every single one of those people who, the professors who set that paper. And so the question is, what then happened that we have such a low pass? So, as the College of uh, of Medicine and the College of Surgery, we, we then what we did is we did an internal moderation, um, which didn't change the marks. And then the next phase, we we are now conducting an external moderation um and it's being done by the sister colleges in the region and and uh, and also globally so that we can look and say um, you know compared to what you do in the region and that what does you know what does this look like and then certainly the last bit that we are doing is to launch this full investigation to deal with precisely these issues. Is it registrar issues? Is it health systems issues? Or is it um, kind of uh, college issues? And when we get those recommendations,
0: we'll certainly
1: uh, make, make them
0: available to the public. And um, there were other issues that were also raised, other concerns. Um, For example, there were allegations of paper leaks, of racism, of uh, a a, a structurally flawed FCS, uh, as it were. So what are you doing about these allegations? Yeah. So
1: incidentally, actually, you know, in terms of the issues of racism, in fact, in this particular XDS exam, the candidates who passed are all the ca- black candidates, Indian candidates and, 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 and you know, color- candidates who are of, of color, incidentally. So the highest pass rate is, is, you know, is from those particular candidates. But where there are issues of racism and colleagues have seen this and they've got evidence, they are more than welcome, as, I, as I've been saying to all, in all my interviews interviews. you know, we, we, we are aiming to be a transparent body and we welcome any engagement, any recommendations, where there is evidence, then please bring it um to you know to the investigation. The same thing as a leaked paper. You'd understand, Sakina, that as I said, the specialist doctor is the last tier that our population has. And so they have to be well versed, they have to be competent and they have to be um, excellent at everything that they do and so and so we cannot afford to to have any uh, leaked papers and so if there is uh, a leaked paper because the idea in a, so I don't want you to characterize it as just an exam it's about bringing up this entity we are calling a human resource capacity which is the specialist to serve the most vulnerable of society And so if there is a leak anyway, colleagues should please bring it um, to the investigation so that we can investigate it thoroughly. And this is why we're saying, um, Sakina, as well, that also the CMSA issues as well. So as I said, this paper was deemed fair. Um, by all the uh, professors who represent represent the eight uh, medical schools. But if there is a feeling that perhaps it's structurally flawed or we have to change our exam process, those recommendations are absolutely also welcome.
0: And just a final question, uh, Dr. Senkugume. uh with regard to uh, the concerns around uh, the appeals policy, and I see uh, the South African Registrars Association, and we'll be speaking to Dr. Kambule after you, um, they've also raised concern about this appeals policy uh, because uh, candidates, as I understand, are not allowed to uh, appeal before the oral exam, uh, which in this instance will sit uh, will will be done between the fourteenth and eighteenth of October. That
1: that is correct, Sakina, and I think this is one of the things that, um, in terms of having a chat with the with the colleagues in the Registrar's Association, they did bring it up in the listening tours. It is on our agenda. It's something that we do have to change because, as you will see, that the exam, as I said, um, Sakina, is 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 a unit that is broken up into two parts. So at the moment, the appeals process is written that you can only appeal after the exam um, is completed, and that is the part one and part two. But I think the registrars absolutely do have a point that if you, if, you have, um, if you want to appeal part one, you should be able to do it immediately, and we welcome that recommendation, and it's something that we uh, absolutely have put on our agenda for changing.
0: Well, thank you so much uh, for your time this afternoon. Uh, that was the president of uh, Colleges of Medicine of uh, South Africa, Dr. Flavie, Flavia Senkugube. And uh, meanwhile, as I had indicated, the South African Registrar's Association, or SARA, um, the Colleges of Medicine of South Africa urging colleges of, uh, rather are urging colleges are. Uh, they are urging uh, CMSA, that's the Colleges of Medicine of South Africa, to review their policy uh, that actually prohibits uh, the results appeal before the oral exam. So for more on this uh, and also the current situation, we joined on the line by the vice chairperson of the South African Registrar's Association, Dr. Lucky Kambule. Thanks for your time this afternoon, Dr. Kambule. Mm-hmm.
2: Good afternoon, SK, and thank you for having me, and good
0: afternoon, everybody at home. Dr. Kambule, I am not sure whether you heard uh, uh, the response from uh, Dr. Sekungube with regard to the appeals process. They are taking that on board, and uh, they have indicated that you have raised uh, this with them. Um, But, of course, just explain to us uh, once again your concerns around why that perhaps is uh, something that needs to be addressed sooner rather than later.
2: Yes, okay. the, the problem with the current policy on the appeals when one, one has not succeeded in the exam is that uh, usually if you only appeal after the oral, there's a time period of six months where the exams will be again, like from now after this exam, the exams are only in February. And then there will be oral somewhere in, uh, in May or April. And so there's that period of uh, six months where you have to, if... Uh, for instance, let's say you appeal and ask for a, re- a remark and on remarking you are found to have been successful, then it means you have that period of six months where you might you, you are prejudiced because you could have said for the oral exams and then exited and passed. And then now because the oral exams are only happening in months and you have to wait for that time, hence we say it will be a, a fair on the registers if that process can happen before uh, the oral so that if anyone succeeds, then they can see, uh, uh oral exams.
0: And uh, just with regard to your reaction to the outcome of the Fellowship of the Cole- uh, College of Surgeons exam?
2: The, 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 the outcomes uh, from uh, our third and third we were also quite uh, uh, disappointed with the high failure. And then last week, Friday, we had uh, a meeting with the CMSA academic register and, and for that to discuss The the outcomes and then uh, she then uh, uh, showed us that the papers, like the president has already mentioned, that they were moderated and remoderated and the marks were found to be appropriate and so and the marks were found to be uh, for the candidates who have not succeeded. And so then uh, we just sometimes, you know, the candidates will want that process of remarking so as to satisfy themselves as well. And I think it is. On them to, to request that hence we were saying that they must be allowed to uh, have that remarking process done before the oral, and so. But in general, Sarah is disappointed with the uh, high failure rate in the uh, in the in the CMSA at the moment, especially in the college of Surgeons.
0: So uh, just uh, uh, going forward, you know, um, as Sarah, uh, you've raised some concerns already. There are allegations uh, that are being leveled uh, by some of the candidates, uh, perhaps even at institutional level, um, allegations of paper leaks, of racism, of uh, uh, the colleges being structurally flawed. As Sarah, what is your view on that?
2: Well, uh, SK, our position on this, uh, currently on these uh, issues of query paper leaks, uh, our position is that uh, while we're trying to defend uh, the members or the comrades we have not succeeded so that they can have a fair process out of everything, we should be very cautious to cast our on the comrades that have succeeded. And so the position of SARA at this point in time is that the comrades or the, the candidates from SME who obtained 100%, we celebrate that, that's actually what we we want, uh, the, we want the registers to obtain. The countries from KZN who obtain 100%. We celebrate it. And so that's actually what we want the countries to obtain, but then we know sometimes it's not possible. And so our position is that at this point in time, the, the, the companies that obtained 100% and we celebrate them and we cannot cast suspicions on them until there is material evidence that says there was a paper leak. At this point in time, it will be speculating for us to go on... Uh, allegations of paper leaks when no one has ever produced evidence to say that a paper leak stands at this very operation.
0: Dr. Kambule, thank you so much for your time this afternoon. Vice Chairperson of the South African uh, Registrars Association, Sarah uh, Dr. Lucky Kambule.